But this is Duca on the move for Montreal. Billy Duca, let's see what he does. A left foot shot, that's in! Billy Duca beat his man, and the Rutgers product makes it 1-0 Montreal. This is Off the Woodworks with Kevin Laramie, the longest-running podcast entirely dedicated to the Montreal Impact. It's wide open now, Malice, plenty of room. As Pachuca have five players lined up across the back. An opportunity! Starting lineup tonight as Malice plays the ball in towards the edge of the area. Comes all the way back to Seymour. Oh, right on the woodwork. Back to McInerney. Montreal right in front. 13 with a 10. And after Seymour went close, it's Jack McInerney to score the opener. Matters inside for Jordan Harvey. Harvey goes down. It's the penalty. Sending players forward in wide areas. Jordan Harvey, the left back. Goes down under the challenge of Romero. I think straight to that spot. Pedro Morales gets the opportunity. He scored from the spot against Edmonton in the Canadian Championship. Pedro Morales against Evan Bush. And Pedro Morales ties the game for the Whitecaps with just over 10 minutes left to play. As Jordan Harvey went to ground. Here's Romero. Bit of space for Romero to bring it forward. Now it's Piatti. back in front. Piatti with a goal. Good day, good night, and welcome to this post-game edition of Off the Woodworks. Kevin Laramie here at the Helms. Tonight at Stade Saputo, the Montreal Impact took the lead, had a penalty against them. Game was tied by the Whitecaps. And then he took the lead again. And came away with all three points for the third straight victory at home in Major League Soccer. And three victory out of their last four games. Nine points out of possibility of 12. Not too shabby. Even though there was a big 3-0 defeat in Chicago. Players said it was only a bump in the road. And they were back at it tonight against the Vancouver Whitecaps. And I have to say, a quite... Lackluster first half. Then some things picked up. The impact was able to... Uh, a couple of things really impressed me for the impact. Uh, first of all, on the show today, we have the commentary after the game from Frank Klopas, Donnie Toya, Jack Mack, Evan Bush, and Anthony Jackson Hamel. After his great performance at the end of the game, which led to the second goal of the impact, if you... Go back to around the 82nd and 83rd minute. Jackson Hamel has got the ball on the right side of the pitch. If you're looking at uh, the press box sides. So on the right side of the pitch. With the ball around midfield. Close to the, the, the sideline. He has the ball. Makes a very nice pass directed to Andres Romero. Romero moves forward. Pass to Piatti. Piatti juggles one player. Shoots and he scored the second goal. The winning goal of the Montreal back for Nacho, 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 Piatti. And his uh, third goal of the season. Same with Jack Mack was his third goal as well in Major League Soccer. So both players are tied for the most amount of goal for the impact this year. Both with three goals. 
So top of the team, Piatti and Jack Mack. Will it be a race that we'll see all season long? Probably so. But lately, Jack Mack, when he plays, he scores. He scores when he wants. He scores when he wants. Jack Mack and Ernie, he scores when he wants. In the last couple of games, every time he's on the pitch and got a shot. I was talking about he needs one out of six shots in the previous show yesterday. Well, he was more efficient than that today. Did not have the same amount of chances that usually Jack McInerney needs. But he was able to bury almost his first chance he had on the game tonight. There's a couple of stats that were really interesting before we go to Frank Klopas. If you remember in the preview show, I was very stressing a lot. The importance of the passing accuracy, especially in the final third of the pitch. They got dominated last game and barely had 50%, not even 49% of passing accuracy in the last third against Chicago. This game, it was a totally different story. And if you're going to ask me, I think this is where the impact won the game. Basically, with a total overall pass and accuracy of 80% at the end of the game. But most importantly, if we go to the final third, they finished the game with 70% of of, uh, pass and accuracy in the final third. And in the first half only, the pass and accuracy of the impact was 83.9%, which is a big improvement looking from the last game. And that stat, and maybe that stat alone, explained the some of the possession stint that the impact had and really looked decent and very good against the Whitecaps, especially the a uh, couple times where the a couple Ambrose Oyongo really impressed me. He was pressing forward. He and Donny Toya, well, actually on the team sheets and on the uh, the game sheets and the way the lineup was set up to start the game, Donny Toya was at right back and Oyongo was at left back. And about five, six minutes in, they both switched, and Oyongo really looked comfortable on the right side. That's where he plays with the Cameron national team. Even though he played at left back with the Red Bulls and all that, that's where he played at right back with the, his men's national team in, in his country of Cameroon. So he is used to that position. He is used to uh, play there. And it showed he was really comfortable on that position, attacking a lot, be able to press forward, creating a lot of chances, opening up Vancouver's defense to give Romero more space. And can you just imagine when Justin Mapp is going to come back to play for the impact? Him and Oyongo on that side can create a lot of dangerous possibility. Oyongo is not afraid to go forward, but he tracks back quickly. I think he's a box-to-box, if not uh, <laughs> six-yard-to-six-yard box type of uh, defender and he really impressed me on this game I think it was his best game with the impact so far his implication on the play on the ball he was really confident was able to move forward get off his defender and support the attack and create if not chances where he create looks and created space for the other players up there with him so it was really important for me that aspect of the game today. Oyongo's play in the possession, which finished at fifty-six possession, fifty-six percent, no, fifty-two point six percent, and forty-seven point four for the Whitecaps overall, with an advantage of five point two for the Impact. But by five-minute interval in the first half, the Impact dominated. Eventually, it went uh, half and half. 
but the Impact found ways to get that ball and move forward, and when they needed to do so, they came back to their counter-attack identity and created other chances with Piatti and Romero, which the, the more the game was playing, the more Piatti and Romero were finding a connection that was really impressive as well. The Argentine connection with the Impact, when it gets late in games, they're able to use their skills to really affect the defenders that are close to being on tilt, close to being out of gas with their skills and their little showboating in the game, Romero. And Piatti really takes the defenders out of their shoes. And we saw that happen a couple times. A lot of positive to take out of this game. Speaking of that positive, uh, a man that might have... I don't know if he's in the hot seat. That's the mood. That's a feeling that a lot of people have on the press box, in the media... And in the supporter sections, in the fans, in the public, uh, there's there's like a feeling that Frank Lopez is maybe playing his last cards with the impact to maybe keep his position. I don't know. I don't know if he's actually playing his, uh, if his job is on the line. Seriously, I couldn't tell you if it is. I personally did not get that feeling, but a lot of journalists, I'm not going to start naming them, but if you read their work in the mainstream media, they do believe that Klopas is on the cusp. And tonight is a great win for the impact. Even though the change were questionable, he put uh, a Rio Coker uh, maybe the wrong time, and a couple minutes later, they were the equalizing goal. But then Jackson ML created the opportunity that all started that uh, game-winning goal. So, you could say either or with the subs that Klopas did. So objectively, I couldn't. Coincidences usually is the way I describe what can happen with a sub, depending on what's the actual play. If you put a player in and he goes on a breakaway by himself and uh, just out juggles and gets everybody out of his way and finally just uh, moves the keeper out of his boots and scores, well, it's the coach has something to do. He put that player in. But if it's the way it happened today, where Rio Coker was not directly, like, he was involved in the play, but he wasn't directly involved with the PK. It was Romero on that tackle. So, you cannot blame the coach, in my opinion, for their goal, for for sub directly for that goal. Some bad mouth will say so, but I don't agree that it's directly the coach's fault that PK, you know, it's Romero's tackle. And it was like you're going to hear in the press conference coming up right now, uh, Klopas thought it was maybe a soft call by the referees. Speaking of Frank Klopas, let's listen to him right now, post-game at Stad Zabuto. Well, uh, Frank, how good uh, does that victory feel after a big loss in Chicago? Yeah, it was good. It was good. I thought it was important after the, um, you know, uh, as a whole, as a team, just a poor showing the last game. And I told the group, I think, okay, you're going to have moments like that, but it's important to how you rebound from it. And it was good that we had a short week, you know, and not too many days to think uh, to think about it. And uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a important uh, win for us. Uh, but the, the good thing is, I think that the second half, because uh, the the end of the first half, you can see that uh, uh, we were under some pressure. But the second half, we came out, and I felt that uh, our ability to win more of those uh, 50-50 duels, individual duels, and uh, it helped us a lot. And it was you, you can even see it there. Then. I think that kind of changed a lot of the momentum. You know, we gave a goal uh, on the PK late, and then, uh, you know, I think we found a way to create some opportunities and get the win, which was huge. Frank, speaking of the penalty, was there a here we go again feeling when uh, when they got it? 
If there was what, sorry? Some sort of a, here we go again. Yeah, no, I mean, it's always, uh, you know, that late in the game when you give up, uh, when you give up a goal, you know, because uh, you're under some pressure, you know, we made some moves basically to tighten up things in the middle because we know they were going to be a little bit more direct. Uh, and then, you know, I have to see the PK, but I felt it was a really soft, uh, you know, PK. But uh, regardless, I think then we made the change. We had to, you know, push the game and then we found a way uh, to get the result, which was important. And I felt uh, a tie wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't good enough. It would have been like a loss, so we needed to, to, to get uh, the win. It was huge. Frank, how difficult is it to change the tenor of a game? You're thinking defense, defense, and then it becomes 1-1, and now everybody's got to go back on the attack again. How difficult is it to change yeah, that? Yeah, I think you make, uh, when the moves we made, you always have to be thinking, you know, worst case scenario, if they tie, how do I get a goal back? Because we needed to push the game. And then uh, at some moment, we, we, we looked at the second half, and as the game went on, I saw that uh, Romero looked like he was getting tired. You know, Alexander, because they did a lot of running out wide. Uh, but then Romero found his second win. And then uh, when we took Jack out, I just felt that uh, the two center backs were really uh, big and, you know, I mean, competing, uh, especially where we didn't keep the ball on the ground. And I felt that uh, Nacho could hold the ball a little bit better and combine. So we made that change, thinking we're going to shore up the midfield. You know, we still have Piatti. If things go, if we need to push for a goal, we can take the midfield and put a, another forward in. And then obviously that's what happened. It would have been great just to keep the, the clean sheet and one nothing uh, at that point. But uh, look, Jackson came in and uh, the kid made a, a very good play. And, uh, and it was just a, it was a great win. So you always have to be thinking, you know, you can't put all your eggs in, uh, in one basket uh, to say so, because I'm always thinking with every move, there's good things and there's bad things uh, that can come out of it. And if uh, it's a bad thing, how do you resolve that? Uh, speaking of that, well, it seemed like uh, you got an some kind of argument with a fan in the stands. Uh, can you tell us what happened there? No, no, I just think, look, we have passionate fans. We're all passionate in the, the, the heat of the moment. And uh, I just think it was more of a, the reaction. That's it. Uh, you know, I think it's all forgotten. That's it. I think in the game, I think you we were all passionate. I think we scored the goal. And look, I have nothing to know with the fans. It's like, but uh, I think with anything, you can say, Terrible move, Frank. The sub you made uh, really sucked, or whatever. But I think you know sometimes it gets out of hand, and that's just I say. Listen, say whatever. But I think there's some things that uh, there's always kids in the game and family members. But in the end, it's all forgotten. I think in the heat of the battle, our fans, uh, myself, we all care. We want the, the team to do well, and uh, you know for sure sometimes I just better to keep my mouth shut than turn around and say anything. Would be Greek in you. It was the passion in me because I lived the game and I was just really happy that, uh, you know, Jackson came in. I know how important this game was in a short week. You know, it would have been really, you know, the tie would have been really like a loss to us, you know. And uh, I felt that, you know, for sure there's some pressure on the guys. And you can see it's not only fatigue. I think it's the, 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 from the mental aspect, just the pressure now. Uh, when you're under pressure a little bit, uh, you know, so a win like this was huge, you know, for us, uh, especially after... Uh, that game. So we're all passionate. We live the game, you know, and some things uh, you can't take it back. You wish you could, but uh, what are you going to do? You move on, you learn from your mistakes, I guess. Coach, uh, you shuffled the starting 11 quite a bit. Was it solely to, to give some guys a break or was it a little bit of a statement too? No, I think, look, I think I've always talked about it. I think we make decisions based on how guys playing games, uh, inform uh, rotation, especially if you have three games, uh, the opponent and stuff like that. But 
you know, I think it's only normal. I think when you have a team and I, you know, and I talk about uh, relying on the team, you know, when uh, moments like that happen, I think that, you know, I wasn't going to make a lot of changes because it's very hard to disrupt the rhythm of the team, but I felt that the changes we made were, were good. And I think uh, it's important because it keeps everyone uh, on their toes. You always have to be fair with everyone. And, uh, you know, players have to understand, like anything, nothing is guaranteed. You have to earn that every day, whether it's in training, whether it's in games. And uh, that's not to say that the guys have, that came out haven't performed well in the best, but it happens. You're, you fall out of form. It, it's a long season, and uh, you got to put other guys in. And, uh, you know, the guys uh, understand and know that. And uh, it's about managing the, the, the whole group. But, uh, you know... Uh, the important thing is that we made the changes. The guys came stuck on the field with, they brought good energy. Uh, they worked hard, and we got the, the three points, and that was huge for us. Right there, how do you transpose the urgency, the passion, and the focus that your, player, your players brought tonight on the road for the night? You know, that's the thing we always talk about because even the last game, you know, I think I've, you, you look at the, the way we prepared the game and the, the, the training sessions every day, and they were good. You know, it's, it's hard to, to say why we look at a lot of things and say, you know, after a good week of, uh, of training, that it was very sharp, it was, uh, the attitude was very good, and you felt good going into the game, the, the game plan, the preparation, and sometimes, uh, I don't know, sometimes is it uh, the fatigue level, sometimes coming out now at certain different times of the season, the important thing is not to keep sliding down. I think throughout the season you're going to have, you know, some ups and downs, and that's why it's important, you know, to rebound quick. So I think we did that. Now it's about making sure that we, you know, this mo the, the, the motivation, the, 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 the intensity level, the focus that's here tonight, it has to carry the road because we have to be able to win on the road and get points. Uh, or else uh, at the end of the season, you know, we're not going to be a team in the playoffs if we're not able to do that. And we haven't. So this is a must. We need to, you know, to keep working hard and keep talking to the players about uh, how important it is, uh, our different mentality, and maybe, I don't know, we have to look if we have to change certain things, the way we press, uh, we higher up the field, are we lower, we have to, you know, maybe adjust our game plan also. Coach, to see uh, Romero get the, kind of set up the goal after taking the, the foul for the penalty, does it say about a player to You know, he looked, uh, you know, I mean, Andre, if you, if you look at him, he's a guy that I think, you know, he missed the last game and there was a concern a little bit with his, with his injury and you, you can see we're a little bit thin right now with, with options out wide. Because in the end of the day, I think that even Alexander playing out, he's more of a guy in the middle. You know, when you put him out wide, he tucks a little bit more inside. So I was hoping that uh, Ayongo would use uh, that space to get forward. Uh, but I moved him on the other side because, he's, you know, he played there with, uh, with Cameroon. I had Danny coming back. He's not at his full rhythm yet. Uh, but Romero, if you see the game, I think that the minute he looks like a little bit like he's coming, he's got that ability because he's got a very good uh, mentality to win. He puts everything into it. He's a, a tremendous competitor, and he always gets a second win. That's why sometimes it's you have to get to know the player. So even the one like the first half, I don't think that he had a very good first half. You know, I think at times he was trying. Uh, a lot of different things and he didn't let the game come to him and be a little bit more simple, but he found his rhythm, he got his second win, and it was great to, to see him after, uh, you know, to find a way and uh, have a big impact uh, for the team. Last one, uh, Frank, just wondering what you thought of uh, Patrice's game overall tonight. It was good. It was very good. <laughs> it's always good when Patrice plays at home. The, end of the, the crowd gets behind it, and I think he's extra motivated too. 
And like I said, these are the moments where, you know, when I talked about the changes we made and, you know, him still being a big part of it and playing an important role. It might not be a situation where, you know, he's a guy that's going to play every game 90 minutes, but, you know, with the opportunities like that, so when you put him in, you can count on the guy, and I thought he had a very good game. Thank you, guys. All right, thank you to Frank Klopas for his comments after the game. All right, so we just heard Frank Klopas, his thoughts, and uh, there was one question that we didn't have time to uh, ask Frank Klopas, but I think he answered it in his comments. I wanted to ask him uh, the, the reason behind Oyongo and Donitoya, and he explained that Oyongo was more... Uh, comfortable and they saw that and they saw the opportunity of maybe him taking advantage of his attributes and his skills on the right side of the pitch combined with uh, the other players up front and midfielder and eventually uh, created a lot of chances and a lot of movement going forward and was really impressive so that would have been the question I would have asked Frank but he answered it uh, before I even asked all right let's listen right now to the player who scores when he wants lately for the Montreal Impact, who scored his third goal tonight for the Impact as well as Piatti, but Jack Mack scored his third goal today, uh, the opening goal of this game for the Impact. So let's listen to Jack Mack, followed by the goalkeeper that started the game for the Montreal Impact, Evan Bush. Let down after the penalty, but how proud are you of the way the team acted? I mean, it just shows you know what this team has. Uh, you know, we've worked hard this season, and uh, I think three wins in a home, at home in a row is uh, you know, it's good for our confidence. And uh, you know, we can't give up. The fans come out to show us, and uh, you know, we uh, we're going to get at least one or two more chances, and not to give up finish. Jack, uh, another game, another goal. It seems like uh, every time you step on the field, you score. Uh, it must feel pretty good for you. Yeah. Um, I told you guys that before, you know, I'm going to get my opportunities and uh, you know, I just I just try to, you know, make the most of them. Uh, not to, or, uh, Laurent hit a great, you know, great ball at the crossbar and, you know, got myself in a good position and easy finish. Did you think you were offside? You, you uh, looked at the... Yeah, I looked at the board for two seconds after the after the goal and I thought I was maybe a little bit offside, but I've had my fair share called back too, so <laughs> it is what it is. Have you seen the replays? Uh, no, nothing yet. How crucial was it for you guys to really bounce back after what happened in Chicago? Everybody was happy after that game, right? Yeah, anytime, you know, you have a, you're going to have games like that throughout the season. And, uh, you know, I think we're fortunate enough to have a, a Wednesday game at home to, to kind of put it behind us. And I think we might have uh, drew to that pretty disappointing and uh, you know, when we came out there we put in a good performance uh, I think overall we played pretty well and uh, I think you know we improved from Dallas where the last few 15 minutes we were getting dominated and uh, you know, tonight we uh, obviously gave up a goal in the last 15 minutes but uh, we, we pushed the game and uh, we got the, we got the Jack, what is missing to, to take the, the performance that you have here at home and play like that uh, on the road just mentality uh I think Chicago is obviously a fluke. You know, we give up a goal, okay, but uh, and then Marco gets a red card, and you know, those type of games are going to happen. Like I said, it's just uh, something you got to put behind you. Um, but going forward, uh, you know, we're not sure, you know, what to do right now. We we just got to go out there and put in performances like we're doing at home. I think uh, we decided to stay back a little bit tonight and, and let them come at us and try to hit them on the counter. And uh, I think we're going to have to do that going forward on the road. Perfect. First time since 2013. Are you? Uh, Actually writing this thing right now? You find ways now? 
I think so. Um, you know, we, had, we got a lot of flack for our performance in Chicago, and we should have for sure. But that's three out of four games uh, we've won now. So nine points out of a possible 12 in our last four. Um, that's that's very good momentum for us. And hopefully we can write the write the ship on the road uh, Saturday and carry the momentum from tonight. What the team like most about the way they played tonight? What stands out for them and you? I, you know, I think that we played well at times. Uh, there's other times where we didn't play well, and you're going to have that. There's going to be times in a game where you suffer for sure, but you have to get through those moments. Uh, I think for me, the, the biggest thing was you know, giving up the equalizing goal and then responding right away. And, you know, you gain a lot of momentum in the locker room, and you, you have a lot of uh, good feelings after you, you, know, you come back and, and you get the win in the last 10 minutes of the game. Perfect. Thanks, sir. How do you do that? How does it not take the wind out of your sails to give up a goal that late? It does. I mean, it certainly does. But I think that we have the confidence in the guys up top to, to bring us back in games. And we always say if you can get to the second goal, then you have a chance to win the game. You, most of the times you should win the game if you get the second goal. So if we can get to two goals every game, we have a, we have a good defense to keep us in a game and keep it at zero or one. And, uh, you know, we'll be happy with uh, that second goal in the game. What did you see on the, the, the penalty, the, the shove that led to the, to the shove? What did you, what did you see? What did you think of it? It's hard to say. You know, I think it's, uh, I think it was, you know, a fair call from, from my angle. I didn't see the replay. Uh, I think at, at a moment like that where he cuts you back and you, you dive in, you know, more times than not, you're probably going to get the call. Um, so, unfortunately, uh, we gave up another penalty tonight, but like I said, it was, it was a good thing that we were able to bounce back right away. So thanks to Jack McInerney and Evan Bush, we have as well uh, two interviews that I conducted post-game in uh, the Impact dressing room with Donnie Toya and Jackson Hamel, who had a Anthony Jackson Hamel Academy product, who played for who played a couple of games for FC Montreal as well. He made a, an appearance tonight for the Impact, playing about 15 minutes or so uh, on the pitch tonight. Had a direct key decisive pass to Romero before Piatti's game-winning goal. So we talked to uh, Anthony Jackson-Amel, but just before that, Donny Toya, followed by Anthony Jackson-Amel. Donny, back on the pitch today. You guys are young on yourself. Switch early on. How can you explain to us the, the reasoning behind the switch, and how did uh, you appreciate being back on the right on the left side? Well, obviously, I like playing, so that's the big part. Um, but, no, nah, I just... I mean, I'm natural left back, and he is too, but at the same time, he's played right back for his country, so he said he was comfortable with it, and uh, <laughs> you guys are so annoying. And uh, so I, it was just, uh, I think Morrow came up to both of us and, and asked if we were both comfortable on the right side, and we both agreed, but I think they just decided to put him on the right instead of me. It's been one of the most impressive uh, fullbacks' performance, in my opinion, this year at least, for the impact moving forward. How can you describe Oyongo's ease to go forward, and what can you do as well to uh, help the forward when you move forward? Uh, he likes attacking, and uh, I think he's just got that natural ability. I think to a certain extent I do too, but uh, my defending comes first, so I'm just trying to stay home for the most part, and when I can go forward, I'll go forward. Thank you, Donnie. No Anthony, your first, not an official pass, but your first decisive pass with the impact at the end of the game. How can you explain to us what you saw when you were doing that pass? I just saw an opportunity to go forward. Because, you know, at 1-1, we had to create something. So just, you know, make the pass and 
after the play develops by himself and just scores, was happy, very happy. Would you consider yourself a target man type of forward? Yeah, I'm, a, I'm considering myself like, yeah, sort of target man, but I can also like, you know, make runs by using my speed. I think I have a great speed. Do you see a big difference between the USL side when you played a couple weeks ago and on the pitch tonight? Is there a big step between the two, uh, two teams? Yeah, it should as a step, but you know, you the way you approach the game is still the same thing. You know, you approaching a USL game or a MLS game, I mean, it's the same focus, the same uh, preparation, everything. It's the same uh, after on the, on the pitch. Yeah, it's different. You know, bigger bigger player, faster, but the approach of the game is the same. Merci beaucoup, Tony. And we're back here on After Woodworks post game after Montreal's victory against the Vancouver Whitecaps. 2-1 at Stade Saputo, Wednesday, June 3rd. The next game for the Impact is this Saturday in Columbus, Saturday, June 6th. Uh, interesting matchup in the Eastern Conference. The Montreal Impact can continue to slowly climb out of the bottom of the Eastern Conference. A victory always helps and a victory on the road. We're still looking for that elusive home road win. Hasn't happened since... The end of September 2013. It's been a long time. A long time coming. Is it going to be in Columbus? Very, very impressive team. Columbus might have some disciplinary uh, difficulties lately, but uh, I think we're able to see the players of Higuain and all his friends uh, to perform uh, this Saturday. It's not going to be easy at Crew Stadium. Hopefully, the impact will be able to Get some points on the road. Let's not dream and uh, try to get that victory. But maybe uh, a point. Continue a point. But where do you impact on right now? Three points would really go far in their quest to climb out of the bottom and eventually make their way in the top six. Which I uh, repeat to you this year in Major League Soccer, having a lot of new teams. The sixth team make the playoffs out of 10 in the Eastern Conference. First through sixth position, move on. In the West is six out of nine. So there's it's easier to make the playoff than not in the West. But in the East, for this year actually only, well maybe next year too, uh, there's uh, ten teams and six makes the playoffs. So the Impact have a chance. If they can get some points, continue to get some points. I repeat, yes, they did lose a big game in Chicago last weekend. But with the victory tonight makes 9 points out of 12 in their last 4 games in Major League Soccer, and they need to continue to get those points to climb out of the position they were in. It's going to be interesting to see going forward. Alright, so it, it was uh, a great game. What I remember, what I will take away from that game for the impact, wasn't that great, but yeah. Alexandra left midfield, impressive at the beginning. In the world's of Mathias Vanas from Koufra that you can listen to the French podcast of MLSsoccer.com. Alexander likes to cross at the second post, at the far post from the left position. And he was really dangerous on that left position for the first half. Yes, he got tired in the second, but uh, Mathias was really right when he told me at the beginning of the game, we're talking about Alexander there. I wasn't sure at all, but he reassured me saying, yeah, going to be really interesting to see because he heard he saw footage of him 
liking to cross at the far post. And if somebody can tell Jack McInerney, it might be a combination going forward that works for the impact with all the injuries they do have presently. Presently, right, right now. A lot of people in the injury room, well, if they can get that Alexander combination mixed with all with Oyongo and the right back, making some nice runs forwards, a lot of good things coming tonight. Again, Sima as a defender, a lot of uh, attacking chances created by him. First of all, on the first goal, his great shot that came off the woodworks, Jack McInerney poaches it in. Well, it was all Sima created a lot. So Sima had a couple of different chances again in the whole game. So Laurent Sima really a, a key of that team, a pillar made of concrete, you will say. Yes. Laurent Sima is really uh, a, the heart and soul, I, I feel, of this team. And when he is, uh, he has learned to control his emotions since the beginning of the season on the pitch and not get some... Uh, the Donadell syndrome, get the yellow card when it's not the time. He's able to always be there when it's time. And the amount of uh, pressure he puts on the defenders, the tackle, the right tackle at the right time, where when a hard tackle needs to be made, he's there when he needs to sacrifice a yellow card for the team. He does it, but not uh, he, he has found the right mix of or the right type of play he needs to uh, literally... He has acclimatized to a major league soccer really quickly, and that impresses me for La Asima. All right, that's enough for today. Thanks to Klopas, Toya, Jack Mack, Evan Bush, and Anthony Jackson ML for being on the show today. And until next time on Abdul Works, well, have a great soccer. <laughs>